It felt like my soul had been someplace else for a really, really long time. I entered into the eye of the storm of grief that I had been carrying. I, I began to cry. The littlest thing would just send me into an anxiety spiral that, like, it's just one little thing. Why is this little thing ruining my day? Elicinia is a unique psilocybin retreat based in Mexico with a focus on meditation, neuroscience, and brain health. I had zero doubt that this was something that I was going to go through and actually do. That self-compassion sort of had trickled into every little part of my life. I hadn't laughed that hard in so long. The profoundness with which I experienced like reality, the magnitude of the beauty was just completely overwhelming. Herman, thank you so much for coming to the show. It's such an honor to have you here. Can you tell us a little bit about who you are and why you decided to come to Eleusinia? Oh, thank you so much, Tanya, for inviting me. Yeah, so I am a middle-aged person who is going through his life, and um, I work in the finance sector. I have been working there for close to 15, 20 years. Yeah, so the reason why I decided to come was because pre-COVID, I had a going through a life career change and, and that kind of threw me into a, uh, uh, a cycle where I, I did not have a good direction with my life in terms of professionally. I'm, I, was, I was very successful in, in finance, but I just did not see myself in that particular role going forward and turning 60 and having a bald head and, and nothing else behind me. So yeah, we recently moved into suburbs and uh, things got a little bit more, you know, and better in a sense. I, I, th I thought something was off with my life and having gone through the COVID, sitting at home for more than three years and, and, and not having anything tangible, I guess, to do actually took a toll on me uh, psychologically and I wanted to have a reset. And uh, in that, that, that was basically the basic motivation for me to come and, and spend some time in your retreat. Did you have any previous experience with psychedelics? No, absolutely not. Maybe I've smoked a joint or two a couple of times in my life, but I was never interested in these things at all. And strangely enough, I started Googling things like, what do I do with my life kind of thing. I was in, in a, you could call me a, a person who is in midlife crisis. And I wasn't never into big shiny cars. And when I offered that I would buy something like that to my wife, she said, you're crazy. Like, don't want those cars and whatnot. Anyway. I decided I'm not going to buy those. But then I wanted to do something to change my life. And the mushrooms and psychedelics just popped up and sounded interesting. And, you know, I started going into the rabbit hole about how these things work because I wanted to make sure that whatever I do, it doesn't turn me into an addict. I, that's the last thing I want to see my kids see me as an addict or somebody who cannot control himself. And, and slowly came to realization that the, the mushrooms, the way they work, they come into your system, they stimulate your nerves, they actually form new neural connections. And, and the, the end result is that you kind of physically rewire your brain and then they leave. There's no natural side effects or nothing like that, apart from very minor sort of queasiness that you might get during the session. So yeah, that's, that basically kind of started getting me thinking about it. And I started going down the rabbit hole again, deeper, listening to the interviews, listening to the experiences people had. And, and I started getting to realize that that's exactly what I want. One of the recordings, I think, I, I heard from some other retreat, and I, I'd done a lot of shopping around, by the way, before that, 
was that some guy, some person said that he had a thousand years of therapy in one hour or five hours. And that kind of clicked in my head. I said to myself, I, yeah, I need to try this. Basically, that's why I did what I did. How did your wife feel about it? How was she feeling about you going to a psychedelic retreat? I mean, we talked about this for a long time and, and I couldn't explain what was wrong with my life because, I mean, we're in a, in a good place, but there was something off. I just could not place it. Back in the day when I left finance for a while, um, I knew what was wrong because I, I, I thought to myself that I don't want to spend the good years of my life doing whatever I was doing because it was just not fulfilling. Here, I, I had a role that I like. I had, I'm in an industry I like, still in finance, but in, in a very new environment and in, in a new side of finance that's very cutting edge. Um, I would, I'm, I'm happy professionally, but also at the same time, I thought there was something wrong. And I, I think it had to do with all these pent up sort of idiosyncrasies that, that took place before and right, right in the middle of COVID, all these things that, that happened. I was, I was unemployed during the COVID and it took a toll on me psychologically also. And, and, and that basically threw me off a little bit. Eventually I, I built a company, I sold it, everything turned out well. But the stress of going through the life, knowing that you're not making enough money to feed your family was really, really big. And I needed, I needed to, to get that off my shoulders. I like your story because it's really relatable. You just being able to notice that you couldn't really pinpoint what it is, but you knew that something was off. And it's just commendable that you fought your way through to find, to discover what the answer would be on the other side of you feeling more peace and, and feeling better. So when you decided to come to the retreat, were you having second thoughts on your way to the retreat or were you all in or how were you feeling? Oh, that's, that's a good question because that me being in, in, the, in the industry of managing risk, that was one of the big questions coming to Mexico and, and where are we going and what's happening? And I just wanted to make sure that I'm safe. And it was a crazy idea for me to bring my wife, but I had thoughts about that, that, okay, I could, I could. I could be responsible for my own risks and decisions, but why the hell did I bring my wife? Kind of popped in my head. I felt kind of responsible for that. But no, everything turned out to be okay. We were greeted by uh, the, the, the driver at the specific location and the, the driver took us to the right place and everything worked out well. Again, while we were driving, I had second thoughts and whatnot. But well, well, when we got to the location, it was like, yeah, great. We're, we're all in a clear. Wonderful. So then the next day, as you guys were sitting down preparing to ingest your macrodose, were you feeling like you were on the right path? Did it feel aligned still to what you were looking for? I mean, people talk about set and setting, and I cannot emphasize to them enough how important that was in, in my experience. I think the spiritual leader going through her ceremony and all that actually gave me a peace of mind in a way. And again, I'm, I'm saying that as a, as a completely analytical person who just does not usually inhabit this realm of thought. I deal with numbers all day long. It's not something that I entertain, but there was something special about that ceremony. And maybe the fact that I was ready to face whatever I was supposed to face made that more, more special. It was the great way, maybe the weather also, <laughs> I don't know, but everything kind of was set in the right place for me to take this without any reservations or fear or anything like that. Again, you hear stories about how it makes you feel. 
what the initial effects are and all that. And, you know, some people might go through the rough phase or whatnot. But all of those kind of dissolved once I sat down to take the dose because everything else was, I was surrounded by serene, positive vibes. I, I can't believe I'm saying these things. Everything was just the right combination of everything. And the fact that you guys went before taking the dose, you went through the whole preparation time saying that this is what's going to take place. This is what might, if, if you ingest it and you feel like you feel some queasiness in your um, stomach, we are prepared for that. And the fact that you, Tanya, were, were there uh, actually gave me a lot of uh, confidence in the fact that we have a nurse on staff that knows what to do. Oh, that's wonderful. So what were your first effects? What did you first notice? Yeah, so we did this exercise, breathing exercise that started the, the process of getting my limbs tingling. We had to lay down, start kind of quote-unquote feeling it. Once I lay down, I felt that my limbs are numb and I had a little bit of a scare there. To, I'll be honest with you. I didn't know if my limbs are going to go dissolve or something like that. And, and since I was kind of self-conscious about that, I just picked up and went to a station near my room just to like not, not freak out anybody else if I started yelling something. I don't know. Just to, to put everybody's mind at ease. None, none of that happened is the moment I started moving. Uh, my mind just got into a different mental state. And by the time I lay down in my station, I was in a completely different world. I, I started, my eyes started kind of like, I, I closed my eyes and, and I started, my eyes started doing this REM thing, like I, flickering and whatnot. And, and then the whole thing basically came over me. Yeah. So at that point, were you feeling relaxed when you felt the whole thing come over you? And were you in for the ride or were you having still some reservations and concerns like you did when you felt your legs dissolving? I was ready, but I wasn't ready just like to let go 100%. You know, I, I, I wanted to make sure that I'm not going crazy or anything like that. <laughs> so I started basically letting myself into this and uh, the mushroom doesn't ask you if you're ready or not. It just starts doing its thing and... One of the funniest things, I wouldn't say funny, but it was a curious thing that happened to me. I started laughing uncontrollably and I could not stop laughing. It was just uncontrollable laugh that came over me and I started laughing. And I would, my rational side would be like, stop doing that. It's a retreat. People are having their experiences and you're laughing like a clown. And yes, I would try to stop myself from laughing and it would just overpower me in a way. At some point, I decided that the, the resistance is futile and let go. When you let go, were you just really releasing into like this vibrancy and joy? Or what would you describe the emotional feeling with all that laughter and playfulness that you're feeling? Yeah, so I have to say the there's three types of changes and distortions that happen usually they say and, and that was the auditory visual and uh, I guess the emotional part kicked in first I, I started laughing and then when I closed my eyes I started seeing all these seeing all these beautiful patterns different kinds of patterns in front of my eyes and beautiful geo, ge, ge, geometric geometric shapes uh, and, and then things would get intensified and intensify and and, uh, and and all of that was happening while I was laughing <laughs> 
which is the strangest part. And my laughter, in a way, would, would impede me from actually enjoying whatever I was seeing, in a way. Because it was so powerful. It was. It was. And, and I started, after a while, I started feeling things not in my head area or whatever. I was thinking that oh, it's all going to affect your, your, your brain, right? It's all in your brain. But I started feeling strong sort of pulsation of emotions in my gut. And as you mentioned, there's a lot of nerve endings there. That's why they have gut feelings, because we kind of think without a gut. So that's another area where I started feeling the physical sort of um, sensation and, and the sensation of pulsing, energy pulsing through me. And that was quite powerful. So it turned out I had a lot of bottled up emotions and I, I almost forgot about them. I had, um, I don't know what the laughter was all about because I wasn't laughing at anything or it, it was just coming. Maybe I was sad for a long time. I don't know. I mean, that I laughed to equalize my life for the past six years. I don't know. And then, you know, I started feeling enormous emo emotions. I, you know, I really cried. And, and then I realized that I was crying for my dad who passed away. And, and then I realized that, you know, I bottled up that emotion for a long time because when he passed away, I wasn't around. I was in school doing my degree, trying to make him proud. And my family didn't tell me about the death and I never went because they were fearful that I, that would disrupt my studies and I would just start, you know, my grades would deteriorate. Yeah. So that was basically something that made me very emotional. So you had that big release, you went from laughter and then to tears and feeling connected to your gut emotionally and energetically. And then what was the next thing that happened? Yeah, after all of that stuff was out of my system, I started feeling an enormous amount of love. As if like the universe was telling me that let it all out and embracing me with a lot of love is enormous amount of love that I've never felt in my life. It's strange that I felt an entity talking to me and I kept asking myself whether that entity was myself or was it somebody outside of my consciousness. And for the lack of the word, I just called it mushroom because I felt there was some sort of an entity downloading information into me in a way. It was a very strange feeling in a way that Information would be revealed to me in kind of a one-liner fashion. The ideas would pop into my head as a result of this experience. And I wrote them down, actually, because these just wild ideas. Like, every moment is an infinity. I mean, I never thought about that. But it just came to me that while I was experiencing this, I was also experiencing infinity. That I'm the universe and universe is me, in a way. Meanwhile, you're saying that this entity came with this embracing quality and you felt an enormous amount of love and support. And then you were simultaneously getting these flashes and insights and being told these deeper truths. There was no auditory sort of distortions or anything of that sort, but I had telepathic sort of information exchange in ways that I could probably never understand because it was just taking place in my brain. Maybe my neurons firing in ways that I've never experienced before and in the process uncovering a more fundamental truth about truths about the universe in a way. I mean, that's the way, looking back, I can in in interpret that. Do you remember where you were located at when this, the download started to happen like that? Were you still in the grass or were you in a hammock? 
I was in the grass, yes. I was in the grass, on the grass. You felt that everything was connected. Were you seeing the natural world and was the natural like set and setting around you also playing a part in how the mushroom entity was communicating with you? Yes. Yeah, so it's it's an interesting feeling because I'm I'm sort of communicating with this mushroom entity. Gosh, I can't believe I'm saying these things. But I'm communicating with, with the entity and entities kind of giving me lessons, hence the golden teacher thing, I guess, right? And then I'm looking around my environment. And by that, by that time, I opened my eyes and I was deeply in, in, in the experience. I started seeing the world in a slightly distorted way, in the sense that everything had a hexagonal shape that was kind of transparent looking one. And it immediately triggered a thought in my mind that the universe is made of these hexagonal sort of little shapes, the grass, the sky, the, the lamp and all that kind of stuff. I started feeling that I'm connected to everything. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. I'm connected to living things. Maybe every living thing is connected. And then I got an immediate correction saying that I'm connected to invisible not invisible, but inanimate objects, like a, a, a chair. And at that point, I started laughing and, and saying, WTF. So it didn't make sense. I mean, it, it, it made sense, but it made sense. But at the same time, I couldn't explain it. Yeah, so that's another thing that popped in my head. And it wasn't that the entity was, the entity was giving me the, download, but the information was actually coming from within me. So it was like a catalyst for me to discover that information within me. So that, that, that was the experience. And by the way, when you're going through these experiences, your rational self is fully aware. It's just that you are in a different mental conscious state. Think about it as, as a, you, you got transported into a different dimension. Think about it as a dimension three and a half or because you're still there, you're still in the physical world, you just put the augmented reality goggles kind of situation going on there, where you overlay some sort of deeper, I, I don't know, you, you put on glasses that show you the world in a different way, in a, in a, in a, in a different light. And, and even though you're talking to people who exist in the realm of 3D and in the realm of consciousness as we experience it normally, you feel that there is a sort of a kind of a membrane between you guys. Just you, you're, you're talking to them, the information gets exchanged between you and them, but somehow you feel that they are not quite in your dimension. That, that, that was kind of interesting for me to, to experience. You're speaking about communicating with the other guests at the retreat or other human beings. Like you were really aware about how they couldn't feel your full experience. Yes, I was, I, was, I was talking to the people who were attending to us and I was half expecting them to not be real, to be honest, because you are, you're in this state of mind where you think that's another thing that you get, a feeling that everything is a construct of a consciousness. Like a chair is a construct, I am a construct, a bottle that's sitting on my desk is a construct. All of this is a thought that came to existence because the, the, the universal consciousness, which you are part of, has created it. It has deep implications. 
it has had this deep implications on, on, on my psyche. And also the fact that I am connected to a chair or an inanimate object kind of made sense. And when I was like, oh, I guess the mushroom entity is telling me that we're kind of made of the, of the same atoms. To which I got immediate feedback saying that, nope, actually you're spiritually connected. <laughs> so I, I don't quite know how to, what to make out of it, to be honest, because it's such a bizarre concept that teaches you that all these things and you, which you differentiate yourself from inanimate objects because you're, you have life, you have consciousness, right? But in, 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 in that setting, you're all the same spiritually. Wow. And it's beautiful because you felt immense connectivity. And they say that those who have a full mystical experience will have um, the best effects, long lasting. And one of the definitions of a full mystical experience is that immense feeling of interconnectedness. You had definitely quite an experience. And you mentioned that it had tremendous implications on how you're feeling and how you're living your life now. Are you ready to go there? Or did you have more to say about the experience and this conversation between you and the mushroom? No, I guess the final thought that I just wanted to tell and relay is that, yeah, it's, it's just everything. Love is the fundamental element of the universal consciousness is, is the, the thought that popped into my head at some point that everything is kind of like permeated with love. There's no, nothing that can escape it in a way. That's that's basically the, uh, the the final final thought. Okay, so as the day ended, were you able to relate to your wife? Was she able to? Were you guys able to integrate together in the evening, or were you guys so blown away by your unique experiences that you didn't really do much of that till the following day? No, I I I approached her. I I, I gave her enough time to just experience her own thing, and she was sitting in one place, and uh, we actually experienced things a little bit differently because I I started going to places, trying to explore the world around me. My senses became so acute that I could see how the water evaporates off the table. Uh, and, and I could see things so clearly in, in, in HD. I started asking myself, look, if I can see that well, why don't I see it all the time like this? She experienced things a little bit differently. I, I don't know if there was anybody in that group that experienced the same things that I did. But I did make a point of asking about the common threads from Jessica. Say so she's she's seen so many different people come in and go, and and then I started watching more videos of people who have done it. My experience is not unique. The ideas are not unique, and it started an interesting thought process in my mind that if we are all individuals and if this is just a hallucination, shouldn't the experiences also be so diverse. Why is there a common thread in all of these, not all of them, but the ones that experience deep spiritual shifts in their consciousness? Why is there a common thread? I've seen people talk about love and that everything is connected. At least those two concepts just repeat themselves. You're right. You're right. So you're speaking of love and that everything is connected as the common thread. Okay. Yeah, people may not have been as eloquent to describe what they feel, but everything is connected, everything is love, is easier to kind of interpret and, and verbalize. But I think they may have had the same download of exposure to information, but just 
cannot probably pinpoint or verbalize it. That is really interesting. And so how were you doing for the rest of the retreat? Did you like the other experiences? Did they differ? Did they complete your spiritual understanding that you had during the macrodose? Yeah, macrodose shifted my consciousness in ways that I couldn't imagine. And as I was coming off of it, by the way, in the, in the beginning, I thought, I'm not doing DMT. It looks trippy and really iffy. Now, why would I do DMT? And I didn't know much about DMT. But when I went there, I, I decided I'm going to try it because if I don't do it, I don't do it ever again anyway. I went into this experience knowing, thinking that what could top the, the, the experience of mushroom? I've just had the most profound sort of experience in my life. And in many ways, it's still the, the best and, and the most significant thing that I have done to, to myself from a point of view of changing my life. But DMT has done something that I've never thought was possible because when, remember I said that when you, when you take the mushroom, you have an AR, augmented reality goggles, you know, you are in the same reality, but you just feel it a little bit differently, you know, and there's something going on in your mind and the DMT experience just dissolved me completely in the sense that I could not feel if I was a person or a thought. It just, when I took, when I, when I smoked the DMT, I was just transported into a completely new dimension. And then that's basically um, what you would get when you do the virtual reality headset. Like when you put on virtual reality, you're in a completely different world, dimension, you name it. And that's what DMT did. Because I saw amazing array of colors and the same entity kind of smiling at me in a way. While I was just at awe with whatever I was seeing, I, I thought I forgot how to breathe because I didn't exist. <laughs> but, but obviously I was, I was breathing. Everything was okay. <laughs> and when, when they asked me to open up my eyes, I, I did. And everything looked like a cartoon. <laughs> Everybody looked like a cartoon, which is really bizarre experience. But at the same time, very, very unique. Now, when you were in the experience, you saw another entity smiling at you or this almost higher consciousness. Can you describe that? Yeah. So when you're in a DMT, everything is kind of like a Dali-esque or I would say impressionist kind of like everything has these triangular, there's a lot of triangles I saw, but the face I could make because it was just on the right corner of my eyes, if I could call them eyes, because... I was nothing. <laughs> I don't know. And I, I felt the same sort of presence that I felt with mushroom in a way, smiling at me and opposite side of me all, all the time as if showing me something. It's really amazing and, and unique. When you think about it now and you talk about it now, do you still wonder about being so closely connected to that higher consciousness entity experience? Or what are your thoughts about it now being back home? Because I know you say it's kind of awkward for you to say, I was having a psychic conversation with this entity, but it was at the same time one of the most profound experiences of your life. The memory of the experience kind of fades off after a while. I'm back into the normal sort of state and still feel it. I feel the, the, the immense power of what I've gone through. My consciousness has shifted. My habits are slowly shifting. And there's no way I could go back to the same old version of me. But at the same time, I feel that it's, it wasn't like a complete, there's, there's more to that than, than what I have experienced. And I'm kind of looking forward to the second session and whatnot at some point. 
Yeah, that's amazing. So you are planning on integrating it more into your life. And I I know that you had said that you noticed beforehand that there was something off, but you couldn't put your finger on it. How are you feeling as in regards to your connection to peace and inner peace at this point? Oh, yeah. So at the end of the session, once I got everything out of my system emotionally, I guess, I, I felt an enormous peace with myself. And, and, and the thought, the one-liner that came to my mind was that I'm, I'm aligned with universe now. Like you went to the chiropractor and they just did their magic and now you're like all nice and loose and, and, and whatnot and everything is kind of aligned. But emotionally in a way, so emotional chiropractor, I don't know if that's a, a thing. No, I think it's a wonderful analogy. Yeah, it has lifted a lot of subconscious sort of burden that I had in my mind that I never knew actually existed, which is brings me back to that comment of a person who said that they had thousands of years of therapy in, in one session. It truly is that, if nothing else. Amazing. So you're looking forward to letting all the dust settle and like, did your wife feel the same or how are, how are you guys doing since you did the journey together? Oh, she's she's done better. She's had problems at work that impeded her development and we talked about it. I, I, I would say I, this is how I would approach it and she would say, no, you don't understand. This gives me anxiety, blah, blah, blah. And she just needed a reset because it's a new setting, new people, but the old neural pathways are basically making you think that it's the same situation happening over and over again. So I, I can't speak for her, but she's so happy now and she's so calm and composed and doing her job and she's very productive. So she does work periodically from home. So in the past, she would just, her mind would wander and, and she would just do anything about work. But these days she's like very focused on work and doing things and getting things done and feeling great about herself. Oh, that's amazing. And what about you? Like the self-esteem point, do you feel a change in your self-esteem? Oh, yes, absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm more confident. I'm, I'm more in line with who I am. I don't have any problems with the way that I see myself. That's great. That's amazing. Well, I'm Herman, I'm just so happy that you came on and went into detail about your experience. It's wonderful to hear as a science-based person. It's someone who really wasn't thinking that you would say these terms. It's wonderful to have you on here explaining what it felt like to have this amazing experience. And I also loved how you talked about how intrigued you were by the common thread that you saw as everything being connected and everything being connected by love. And that's an interesting curiosity that you would experience that profoundly and then start wanting to know more about that's really interesting there's something to that and i wonder why did you enjoy communicating with the guests at the retreat about your experience and you know did you leave feeling more fulfilled having known that others had gone through a different experience than if you had just seen a practitioner and had your own experience on your own where you, did you feel it was more enriching to be with the group oh absolutely i i think it's it's always good to have other data points and I, I i try to be as as minimally intrusive as possible because people are going through their own things. But whoever was kind enough to describe their situation and, and what they felt in some ways kind of reaffirmed me about the importance of what I've experienced and, and how it all kind of fits together with my understanding. 
I actually think that there is something to this in a sense that consciousness, if you think about it from a metaphysical or physical dimensions, experienced an altered state of reality and it got me thinking about what is reality and, and how how do we exist in it? Oh, we're getting a little bit deep into the question and, and the realm of like, why do we exist kind of situation, but it's so fascinating. It's so fascinating that there may be an objective reality that we inhabited during that session that could be explored, you know, using mathematics or physics and whatnot. Yeah, and I remember you being really excited and having this renewed inner fire and passion for discovering more about consciousness because your experience was such a profound one. And do you still feel like you have that renewed interest in learning more about consciousness and physics? Absolutely. I am a big sort of fan of quantum mechanics and sort of meshes really well with the concepts of consciousness or the, uh, the act of observing something changes the physical reality on a subatomic level. What if the, the types of insights that we gained were so fundamental that they would change our view of physics and the view of the world as we know it? And we, by the way, one of the things, it's very fundamental, one of the things that I got away from this is that we kind of are eternal. There's no like death kind of thing because whatever we think about ourselves, we are part of this general consciousness and we are completely eternal. And the fact that we have taken this form of a person is, I don't know if it's like a chance or this is the way things are, but if you think that everything is a construct of consciousness, then you are also a construct of consciousness and that consciousness is you but it also is the chair. But there's a lot of things that I need to kind of unpack. And in order to do those things, I, I think I need to experience more of these things to actually get to the granular details of these, of these revelations that I had. And I'm talking to you as a completely rational person. I've never been like drawn into mystical experiences or anything like that. I think there's something there to the degree that I am seriously thinking about going in and, and combining these uh, altered state of consciousness with the methods of analysis and physics to actually maybe discover something new. I mean, it's still an idea in the back of my mind. Maybe I will find out something and it wouldn't make sense at all. But the fact that there are common threads, everybody's feeling it the same way, not everybody, but those who have profound experiences that can verbalize it have the same common, common threads is kind of giving me ideas about the fact that there are things that we experience that are real and not the figment of our imagination. Yeah, that's really, really beautiful. And I mean, you talk about each individual human being actually not an individual human. So there's this possibility of not having to take ourselves so seriously because we're a part of something so much greater. But yet at the same time, we're also a chair. So there's this amazing potential, yet humility and that grand idea of connection and that we're supported. And your story's beautiful because of this higher consciousness was a catalyst for you to discover these insights within yourself. So there's like so much to be unpacked there about what we can even find within ourselves. So I'm excited that you're excited about legitimate ways to explore and discover and see if we can change our understanding as a species of how we see the world. 
But I'm also excited to hear how much you had on a personal level about how you saw yourself and how connected you were to accessing so much more. Absolutely. I mean, ego is one of the things that actually impedes our growth. And and I kind of knew that on a subconscious level, but it, this this experience kind of solidified the whole thing that there's not a whole lot of difference between me and, and the world. And I, I don't exist outside of this world in a way. The last question that I wanted to ask you is that you say, I can't believe I'm saying these things. Have you told any of your friends about your experience and are they surprised to hear it or are people really listening to you? I honestly haven't, <laughs> I haven't yet divulged the information to any close friends. I did tell my family, I think I, I have a brother who has struggled through right life in general, kind of being lost. And I honestly want him to come in and experience this thing in your, in your resort at some point. And other than that, I haven't told anybody else. I think probably people feel it when I talk to them. You mean they might feel it that I have changed. But yeah, publicly, this is going to be the first time I would I would divulge this information to, to, to the world. Oh, well, thank you so much. I feel so honored. Thank you so much for going into detail about your amazing experience. And I just wish you the best of luck. Thank you so much. It was an honor to to experience this and 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 thank you so much for being so attentive and I I love the team. It was it was great. Thank you so much, Herman. Thank you all so much for listening. You can find all the information that you need to learn everything about this retreat on eluciniaretreat.com. We are a retreat that offers ongoing integration support, breathwork classes, and cultivation support after you have attended this retreat. It's an amazing experience that's one of its kind. If you're looking for a science-based retreat, something out of the box, something to change your life, something to add to your practice, this is where you really need to start, eluciniaretreat.com.